0: everybody welcome back to three men and their babies three dads three very different scenarios here as always with adam and benny hello boys hello there all right mate okay let's get into this then first memories after we decided we we're going to pose the question to some people last week benny i'll let you go first because you actually went searching for some answers off some internet strangers i did first of all i uh got an answer
1: from Blossom for her first memory, and she said her first memory, she couldn't remember what age she was but it was when Santa left her a pillowcase at the bottom of her bed, and then with like some presents in, and then she went downstairs and couldn't believe how many presents she had. That's the only thing that she could think of. And then I also went on to ask Reddit to ask Reddit the questions, and I got a few answers, and I'll pick up some uh, of the best ones. Gothger I'm going to butcher these names by the way says, my little sister accidentally pushing me off a slide and causing me to break my arm. Chinny Reckon. Accidental. <laughs> <can't believe>
0: that. <laughs> I'll bet loads of kids' first memories are their brother or sister hurting them. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Avatar Zane says, getting out of my race car bed and walking down the hall to see my parents eating breakfast. Well, Avatar Zane, you may sleep in a race car bed, but I sleep in a big bed with my wife.
2: <laughs>
1: nice. On. Scram also, hook- uh, no, hang on. Where were his Wait, parents yep. eating breakfast? Like in their bed? Or was it like a bungalow? He says, walking out of my room down the hall. Yeah, maybe there's in a yeah. cabin or a, a lodge of some description. Or they that's the a parents good point. were just Wait.
2: like sitting on the floor of the hall,
0: <laughs> crying and eating stale Wheatbicks. But maybe, yeah, I feel like maybe <laughs> the hall was so long he couldn't see them until he got closer to them. Maybe it's yeah. like a hole in The Shining or something. Like, the hole's <laughs> really, really long.
2: Yeah, it does, and he didn't even does know they that, were there. That camera effect that they see in Jaws, where actually he's walking down, but the camera's moving forward and zooming out at the same time to make it look really distorted. And his parents are just getting further and further away.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the Hitchcock vertigo thing, yes. where he pulls the camera back and zooms in at the same time mm. to give that sort of messed up... Pers- yeah, that's a good point, yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, uh, Scram Hodgson says meet at
1: the supermarket asking my dad what my name is (laughs) that's your winner so there's your clubhouse leader so far that's a great first memory Uh, I've got a depressing one from Ellie McDougal which is being on my adoptive dad's leg as he sat behind the witness stand in court for my adoption hearing and she thinks she's reckoned she was four years old at the time for that Oh, but it's uh, not that no, bad. It's not necessarily that's a... depressing, is it? Well, oh, no, that's good a good nice
0: one. memory. Being in yeah, court somebody's... at four
1: years old sounds bad to me. In any it's
2: any, it's a any way a different type of form. court, isn't it? It's <laughs> not like Judge Judy up yeah, there Benny. going, No, actually, I'm afraid your your adopted dad is now going to jail. <laughs> Instead of adopting yeah. you and sending you to a nice family, it's uh, 20 years in the ISO cubes for him.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're taking court a bit too literally there, Betty. It's not, you know.
2: No, it's He's been sent in the
0: down lab from of tennis court. <laughs> yeah. It's a kangaroo. Nothing do these days. It's all tennis.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you one more from subtly Steve. Subtly Steve spinning a glass of orange juice on my Atari two thousand six hundred game console. Ooh. My parents bought me for Christmas that year, and the ensuing oh. panic scramble of my mum trying to save it. Unfortunately, she did, so it had a good. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that, that
2: is a good ending because yeah, i, I ending. owned one of those and they were amazing at the time like looking back at them the absolute garbage but uh yeah god spilling something on it and just wrecking it i can Oh, it's just sticky planet. as well oh yeah. it's that
0: slow motion thing isn't it i know it's a yeah. cliche but it does happen things like that do seem to happen in slow motion and you yeah. can just see it happening before your eyes and you look back and think i'm sure i could have stopped this somehow <laughs> but you couldn't there was no way but God, yeah, the dread. I got, I got a kind of cold sweat going as soon as you started telling that story, then, Benny. I've, <laughs> I've been there before with things like that. I'm just like to panic.
2: My cold sweat was because you uh, pronounced Atari Twenty Six Hundred wrong. But um, oh, sorry,
1: yeah. sorry, I'm too young to know what
0: one of them is. <laughs> <laughs> <Them> Snappers. <laughs> my first, my first computer was a BBC Acorn. That's how old I am. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> I said,
1: I, nice. I said I had a, a Commos- Commodore sixty four, which
0: uh, Daniel has now. In his house. I do yeah. indeed. It's a beautiful machine. <laughs> Have you ever so, tried getting uh, Adam, it to work? You... Yeah, it works. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. i tell you, like the classic, just millions of memories just flooding back. Because I don't know if I've told this before or not, but my grandparents, they kind of wanted to stay, not on the cutting edge of technology, but they weren't afraid to try out new things or, mm-hmm. you know, like get to, kind of, get to grips with stuff like that. So my dad bought a Commodore 64 for me for Christmas one year, and there was a pinball game on it. Okay. And they were desperate to play this pinball game. And it was I mean, just very basic. The the flippers for the pinballs were just I think Z and V or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something just basic. And there was the only two buttons and Spacebar was to launch the ball. And they were obsessed and wanted to play this pinball game. So they went they went and bought a Commodore sixty-four. And then a few years after that well, I'll say a few years, probably about 10 years after that, I got a Game Boy, the original Game Boy. And obviously, one of the greatest games ever made came free with it, Tetris. And they were obsessed with Tetris. And my grandparents at that time, who were probably around 65, 66 years old, went out and bought a Game Boy for themselves to play Tetris. God. Because they said, it, you know, it keeps us kind of active and mm-hmm. keeps our minds sharp and all that kind of thing.
1: I'm pretty sure it's the only game that my mum can beat me in, Tetris. She used to play that religiously, How? especially when we went on holiday, I had a Game
0: Boy Advance, and she just used to play on that. Sitting on a sun lounge so they go while I was in the pool. It's it is an amazing game. It's yeah. just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Adam, did you ask? Uh, did you ask your kids for their first memories? I did, I did, and they're nowhere near as exciting as the
2: uh, the ones Ben who's mentioned. Obviously, we really, we live a more quiet life over here. Sophie, my eldest, her memory was when we went to the shittest hotel near Crewe. We were visiting people in the area, crew in Cheshire in England, and we stayed over... I, I don't want to mention the brand, just in case it sours any deal, but it sounds a bit like Bavel Lodge. But it, <laughs> if you can work that out, that's fine. And it, it's one of those places where you, you could see it was run down from about a mile away <laughs> before you can even see it. And her memory is of the single bed... Had a pull-out bed underneath, so you could turn it into two separate single beds. And me joking that no, she has to get into the one underneath the main bed, and we just push it in and close <laughs> her up like a drawer, <laughs> and she would sleep like that. <laughs> Which well, obviously wasn't the case, but that that was her earliest memory. For the lad Dan, his earliest memory was visiting a family shop near Oxford, and. Uh, the people there, obviously uh, old members of our family, who run the shop, and meeting them and talking to them. And for Daisy, my youngest, it was her memory is of our dog Duncan running upstairs when he was a puppy, because we had a st- stair game. We've still got it now. We don't need it for the kids. We did for Daisy at the time. We now keep it for the dog. But when we first got him, he was so small he could just fit in between the bars. So he, the kids would always have to like chase him out of their bedrooms and we'd have to chew him away from the cat food and what have you. But uh, yeah, they are their earliest memories. I'm pretty good impressed stuff, with Daisy having stuff. such good recall at such a young age. She yeah. might have just been making it up. Oh. I don't know. Because <laughs> she kind of looked around the room, looked at the dog, and then said something about the dog. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Don't
0: <laughs> <They're>, ruin <laughs> the magic. Those will it.
2: remain there like earliest memories. Might not do for Daisy. Something more kind of impressive might cement itself into a mind. But at the moment, at five years old, that's
0: her earliest memory. So I asked Georgia, and she had two. One I think she got. One I think is just because I've mentioned it before, and that she said it was her last day at her nursery nursery before she went to school and she was crying because she had to finish there and then go to school. I don't ever remember her crying about... on Because I picked her up on that last day, and she didn't cry. Now, unless she cried at nursery or something. And like I said, last week, she finished it when she was about three. So I'd, I'd be surprised if she remembered that. The other one because she brings this up damn near every bloody week. And your kids will do this, Benny, a little spoiler alert, is that you can just do the most amazing things for them all the time. But you make one mistake, and they will keep a note of it, (laughs) and they will remind you of it as many times as they can, as often as they can. And I got the time of one of her friend's birthday parties wrong, and we turned up an hour late. I thought it was two till four. It was one till three. I don't know why I got that time wrong in my head, but we turned up. And there was nobody there. So I said to George, oh, wow, we're really early. That's great. You know, we can sort of sit down and get ready and then everyone will start to be here in a minute. And then the mum came out from the back and said, oh, great, you're here. We're like, yeah, yeah, go. I'm surprised no one else is here yet. She said, what do you mean? They're all in this other room because we were an hour late and all of the, all of the friends were in another room playing together. And she reminds me that I got the time wrong for that party probably twice a month, so... <laughs> Her first, I guess like me, her first memory is one of annoyance and anger, so I guess i <laughs> check off the old block. <laughs> Disappointment with a parent.
2: Apple first. does not yeah. fall too
0: far from the tree. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's so true, it's so true. Oh dear, so how's everyone' week been then? Uh, mine's been okay, I am now 40 years old, I have my 40th birthday this week, it was a quiet affair which is how I like it, as I don't care about birthdays and would want to do it in any way. But I will say that my wife did some very nice things for me. She organised a a Zoom call with all of my friends, which is very weird and very bizarre, because apart from maybe four people, a lot of my friends are kind of kept in separate pockets. So it was very weird to see them all looking at me, waiting for me to talk, because it was my birthday. That was it, really. Just had a a nice, relaxing birthday week. I've never seen you look so uncomfortable. All your friends were invited, were they, Dan? So where was my invite? <laughs> you were there. You know you were there. Don't even pretend. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was very uncomfortable at first. Only because I'm not into that kind of thing. I'm not one of those. I know some people are. It's my birthday. Pay me lots of attention. It's all about me. I want a party. I want this. I want, I'm, just, I'm just not that. I'm, I'm not bothered. I'd rather sort of do things for other people. Or And I said to Sarah, I said, I think if everyone was here in the room with me, I'd have found it a lot easier. Yeah, so I think I think it's because of the Zoom call or something, it seemed very, maybe just because it was weird or something like that, I don't know, but when all you guys are here and there's like five or six other people in my house when we all get together, I'm fine, I'm not yeah. bothered at all. And I even try and get more people to come here because that's just kind of where I'm comfortable. But I think because it was a Zoom call, I just felt very weird at first. But yeah, I got, got there in the end.
2: <laughs> maybe it's because like everyone's eyes were on you all the way through. If, the, if they're there in a big group, not everyone's just going to be sat around just looking at you. We're all going to be talking and intermingling, aren't we? But that that was yeah. like, come on, Dan, we're waiting for you to say something. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> say something profound and hilarious right now. Guys, i got nothing. I'm sorry. Say the line, Dan. Like I said, Daniel. I think it was... Yeah, say the line. I think it was that kind of... I had so many things to say to so many different people that I couldn't think of one thing to say to one person. I just had all these different questions in my head at the same time and I just couldn't get them out there quick enough. But it was nice though. It was nice. Alright, I got a question. I got a question. And this'll apply to all of us, because we've all got girls. Okay. My daughter is getting to the age now where she's starting to look she's nine, but she's starting to dress and take care of like her hair, her makeup. She likes to wear kind of fashionable clothes and she has like a certain kind of style and I'm sure boys, or well, maybe even girls as well, boys or girls are interested. And I guess I'll ask this first to Adam, because your daughter, you've got a daughter that's older than mine. Yeah. How are you preparing for that kind of your daughter sort of finding herself sexually or getting to that point where there's going to be boys staying over or girls staying over or that kind of thing?
2: Uh, I, t- I don't think I am
0: at all. I, t- I don't think I
2: need to. Not that that'll never happen to my daughter, but that she's old enough and wise enough to, at the moment to have decided to not do anything like that. She's just not interested at the moment. Maybe it's just her age. She's only 12. But she doesn't seem to be that interested in that kind of thing yet. At least not to the point where she will tell me. It may be that she's too embarrassed to tell me. Fair enough. Can't force it out of her. I think I'm. I'm quite... Not, not necessarily liberal, but open-minded with that kind of thing where it's like, well, this is around the age where all that kind of stuff starts to happen. As long as I give my daughter the, the toolkit in the sense of the knowledge and the, the information that she needs to make the right decisions for her and to make them safely, then that's fine. You know she's she's got life lessons learned and and people around her who've made potentially the wrong choices, and she's seen the impact that that has had. So I think that helps as well. And with my lad, it's pretty much the same. I mean, he's only ten at the moment, so he's not at that stage yet. He will be in the next year or two where that that starts to come on his mind. But again, it's you know it's what what he wants to do, as long as it's safe and it's. Not through coercion or anything like that. Then that's fine. But I may change my tune when it actually starts
0: happening. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what? Yeah, I'll I'll throw it. I'll throw it to Benny first because obviously. And actually, maybe you can answer this. I don't actually. I don't know if it's if it's different. The classic thing is it's different with a boy and a girl. Is that with a dad? When a boy goes out and starts sewing his seed, just like, well, "Hey, mate, good on you!" <laughs> like, and I know you're not that kind. Of, I know you're not that kind of dad, so it's kind of it's kind of redundant, really, because I know that's not you. But there is that classic thing. And then with a the girl, it's like, "Well, you fucking better be home by seven <laughs> o'clock," and blah, blah blah blah, all that kind of thing. I'm wondering, Benny, if you've ever if you've thought about because obviously, like, you know, the dad daughter relationship mm-hmm. is different to the other relationships, like, a, a, like all those pa- parental. Child relationships are different. You st- everybody cares for their children in the same way and they mm. still love them the same mm. way. But your relationship with your daughter will be way different to Blossom's. Like my relationship with Georgia is way different to Sarah's relationship with Georgia because mm. yeah. it's it's that dad daughter thing. And I just wondered if you thought about that, Benny, like being a dad to a girl. Well, the only thing that I've really given
1: any consideration to, like I've, I think I said it on the very first episode, that probably, jo- possibly jokingly, but with a little bit of seriousness behind it, is to beat up any boys that any ever come close to her. That's the only thing I've ever given <laughs> consideration to. My, my, my thinking is, you know, it's probably foolish to think this way, but I've got a good, what, eight, nine, ten years before I have to worry about it. I guess it's weird being a boy, though, because, like, that never, like, really occurred to me. It, everything just, like, suddenly just started happening. There was no kind of, like, in terms of, like, puberty and being sexually active you know what I mean. No one my parents didn't give me the talk I learnt everything through a book which which we'll get to at another point because Boston wanted me to bring it up a book that I've got and like learning through what? school okay.
0: I'm just making a
1: note, Benny book okay, that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> mm. is, is it Charlie in the
0: Chocolate Factory by any chance?
2: <laughs> I'll have to go,
1: go downstairs and get me. it just to, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just to announce it to you I thought I'd be when we found out we were having a girl, and I don't know if ever, I don't know if I well, I didn't miss the hair at the time, but I was fucking terrified mm. of having a girl, like terrified, because I just kept thinking, like, what, what, what am I gonna talk to a little girl about? I, I, I can barely mm. like, I can, <laughs> I'm belling up my wife's thinking half the time. <laughs> How am I gonna know what a little girl's thinking half the time? I, <laughs> I can't do girls' hair. I don't know about you know, I call the cliche. Oh, I don't know about dresses. I don't know about makeup, blah blah blah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But if I could have ten kids now, I'd want ten girls. I, I, I love being a dad to a girl. It's the greatest thing yeah. for me, and you know I've mentioned that before. And I think I'm, I've kind of, I've just kind of become. I, you just have to embrace that role of being a dad to a girl. My daughter at some point is going to bring a boy around, and she's going to want to have sex with him. There's nothing I can do about that. She's going to want to do that, or a girl, mm-hmm. and I can't. I, I'm not going to be one of those parents who then, you know, me and my wife have always said. At least, if she's here, we know she's safe, and you can't get away from that. It's just <laughs> that's not yeah, necessarily like, the
2: case though. I mean, I, you know what I mean, though. I, I, don't I do know what you mean, but when it when like it comes on street to like corners and stuff activities, like activities, you don't need someone else involved. All a kid needs is access to the internet and a device. I, my daughter, me and my ex, her mum, found out that one of her friends had messaged her and said. Uh yeah, this is what we're doing this evening. And it turned out they were watching adult men masturbating on uh Omegle or Chat Roulette or whatever it is. That that doesn't involve someone coming around the house, that doesn't involve them, you know, meeting someone and you filtering that and inviting that person into your house. That is just happening. They're having those sexual experiences and it's not just, you know, you've got to have the talk with the bloke who comes around or the lad who comes around your house. You've got to also make sure you're doing that with your daughter or your son, and they're using those type of types of things responsibly. Ever since then, my kid's mum has put filters on their phone to actually restrict the times that they're on the internet and mm-hmm. to restrict what types of sites they can uh, access as well, which not something I necessarily agree with but that that's her method of parenting and I'll support that because she's doing it to protect our children. But yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not
0: just the lads you have to protect them from. It, it's themselves. That is, yeah, that is very true. And actually you do, you do raise a good point. It's not just oh, there's some bloody lad coming around my house like, woo, 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 and all that yeah. kind of thing. No, you have to be, like in the age of the internet, but I think, I think on the back of that, we're very lucky that we're a generation who actually understands the internet and knows what it is, what mm-hmm. it can do, what access you can have. Because I think all three of us probably... I think our parents, we would have got the internet and they wouldn't have had the fucking first idea what we were doing on there. Like, not a clue. And even if they did know, there was no way they could have stopped us doing anything on the internet. Because they had no idea. And it was just like, internet 1.0 was the fucking Wild West. Yeah, It's like, hey, Danny, watch this video. What's it called? Faces of Death. It's hilarious. (laughs) Oh my god! What
2: am I doing? My my, my (laughs) lad actually rang me up today and he says, Dad, I've been been assigned some homework from school and I, I had to ask a member in my family about it and it's about communication before the internet. So when you were (laughs) when you were a kid, how did you talk to your friends without the internet? And I'm like, oh my god, uncle's fucking old. Right. That's amazing. You know landlines, right? And he's like, what? (laughs) i had to explain what landlines were to him and like had to explain that we didn't have mobiles we didn't have anything it was it was literally me speaking like a fucking boomer going oh yeah we had to like go around each other's houses to talk or just wait (laughs) until you saw them the next time at school (laughs) before you could talk to your friends
0: which just made me feel so fucking old Right, I'll come back to this in a sec then. So Benny, I've got to ask you how old how old how much younger are you than me? How old are you? Thirty three? I'm thirty three.
1: Thirty four and so uh months. three.
0: Seven years seven years younger than me then. I'm mm-hmm. just wondering what your level of knowledge is of pre internet. Do you remember pre internet we were you around pre internet? Yeah,
1: I I mean like I think we got internet when I was around. Say like 12-ish, I want to say. So like, oh, damn. Right it, to, start. It, to go up and go out and hang out with friends almost seemed like a bit of a um, <laughs> like an appointment sort of thing. Like the parents would have to speak to the parents, and we mm-hmm. could call each other. But I li- I lived in a like my, the town I live in is quite small, so everyone lived quite close to each other. So um, if we wanted to go around, you know, we get the parents' permission, and we just knock on knock on the door, see if they want to come out do something so yeah it wasn't too difficult for us like i said everyone who are friends
0: with and still friends with now lives in
1: quite a close proximity
0: to me what's mad is is that and some people will get this and some people won't and i'm gonna sound like a fucking 40 year old because i am but <laughs> i remember when you would ring your friends and say on their landline which for, you, for those of you who don't know is a phone attached to the wall. <laughs> basically you can't it's take it with you house. like that's yeah, attached to your house. Where the modem is, you there would used ring... to be a phone there. Yeah, so... put modem you'd, you'd ring penny. them and say, I <laughs> don't even have modems anymore. Oh right? Christ, now I'm 40. You'd... You would ring your friends and say, I'll meet you at this place at three o'clock. I'll meet... I'll meet you outside the church at three o'clock. Okay, no problem. You get to the church at three o'clock. They're not there. You now have no way of knowing if they're ever going to turn <laughs> up. And you have to wait and think right now. How long do I wait here until I just leave? Do I have, like, <laughs> is it 10 minutes, 15 minutes? I've walked here. I may as well wait for a bit. And they might just never turn up. And you would never know why until you got home and rung their landline and said, where were you? And then they'd say to me, like, oh, I had to go to shop to my mum or something, or I had to help my dad do this thing. And you'd never know. It was fucking insane. Yeah.
1: Oh, it, my
2: God.
0: Especially, you know,
2: like, when you go, right, come on, lads. And it's this more a lads thing, where you go, right, lads, let's go on a bike ride. And you would spend all day, or like half the day, cycling in one direction. You're about like 15 miles from your house. (laughs) (laughs) You're in a different county. And then, right, lads, come on, let's turn around and go back. No mobile, no change on you to even use a fucking payphone. Like, I remember going out with my cousin, and we just like, where the fuck are we? We're just in the middle of the countryside, and we actually had to stop at some like farmhouse and not like knock on a person's door to go, Can you tell us where you are? And can we use your loo? And can you give us some water? Because we were so unprepared. We hadn't even got out with a water <laughs> bottle or anything. It was just like, Please, please can
0: you rescue us? And we will just go. <laughs> Dude. Asking for directions in a car because you haven't got a sat-nav. <laughs> or you haven't got a mobile phone. They don't exist yet. Sat-navs don't exist. You'd have to stop people in the street and say, excuse me, how would you get to this hotel? And you'd have to hope that they would know and they could give you good directions. No, oh the, my the worst God. thing is
2: that happens to you now. You don't know. You try and look <laughs> it up on your phone and your internet's really slow. And you just go,
0: just just wait a minute. I'll, I'll find out for you. Yeah, <laughs> let me tell you. It. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, we got off topic there. But no, Adam, you are right going back to it. You are right. You have to it's more protecting children mm. now against what's out there, also as well as protecting them, hopefully, against what is gonna come through your door. But the point I was gonna make was was that at least if George is at home, me and Sarah are aware that she's here, she's safe. If she's got yeah. somebody with her, okay, hopefully she's safe. Even if she's going on the internet, at least we would know. Okay, I know what this website is for. Fuck's sake, it's bullshit! Like, what's yeah. happening on here? You know, you've got to tell me, kind of thing. And then maybe there's times where they don't want to. And God, I just think to the things that I did when I was a kid that you know that just my mum or my dad had no idea about, yeah. or people I was talking to online, or you know, like I would I would meet girls online, and I would hope they were girls because <laughs> we'd be talking and they'd be saying things. and I'm thinking, well, this is very racy and exciting, <laughs> but I really hope you're a girl. <laughs> <laughs> because just least she's not in a fantasy, Dan. It, it doesn't matter. Right yeah, that away. was what it was. <laughs> that was what it was. Yeah, it, it is. I, and I think I've just yeah, like I said, I've just I've, I'm just going to try and I've just learned to embrace the fact that my daughter at some point will start to discover herself sexually, mm-hmm. whatever that means. Yeah. And I, I had this weird kind of God, I can't remember what it was, but me and Sarah were talking about this was ages ago. We were talking about modeling or porn or something like that or strip clubs or I don't know something, hmm. and she said what's your opinion of it and i was like look i'm pro pornography and strip and all that kind of thing in a way because it's a it's a an industry where women absolutely dominate mm-hmm. and own the industry it's like one of the it's one of the only female led industries on the planet where the women have complete and utter not control but kind of power in that situation yeah i mean that they're, they're like I,
2: the I, top earners and yeah the, they are the, the stars. stars they are the yeah. stars
0: yeah exactly and i'm like look i'm like I'd rather my daughter wasn't doing that. I said, but if she was, I'd rather I knew about it so I could at least offer guidance and support and kind of, okay, you're going to go and work for this agency or something yeah. that hires out girls to do these pornographic films. Is it reputable? Are they a known company? Yeah. Or is it just Can some fucking them dude? Can I Pornhub so I don't accidentally <laughs> yeah. come across your videos? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but things like that, like you'd want to know. I just want to know, and I've I've tried to tell that to Georgia the whole time. If you ever make a mistake, if you do the wrong thing, if you take drugs, if you try drinking, if you do anything like that, just tell me. Just tell me, because I'd rather know. Not knowing is way worse. Mm. It's so much worse. Yeah. But then you don't want to, and you know, I guess I'll open this as a question. But you, you also try not to scare your kids, aren't you? Like I don't know, Adam. You can, you know, about your daughter who's twelve and stuff. You. It's tough to just come out and just say, you know what, you got to be not doing these kinds of things because there's fucking psychopathic murderers out there who will try and kill you if they can. <laughs> You're trying to not say that because you don't want to just terrify them about what's in the outside world.
2: And um, plus, that
0: it's, you know, she's
2: getting the age where she's getting that kind of independent and that self assuredness where she's sure that that wouldn't happen to her anyway. You know, like fucking Karen. Yeah, that's a great point. Just You just go, no, these are the downsides of wearing a mask. I don't care, it won't happen to me, I won't get coronavirus, <laughs> those types of people. But it's that type of thing where I I, I understand what you're saying, Dad, but I'm just going to do what I do, kind of thing. And that, that's yeah, yeah. At, at that point, you have to just accept that. And you have to accept that they are becoming their own person. They will make mistakes, they will fuck things up, they will have heartbreak, and they will lose friends and make enemies, because that's what we all do. And that's part of being human. It's a human experience. She just needs to know the the boundaries for what is safe for her, to a degree where I am getting involved in that and I'm helping her discover that. For for example, the the primary school my lad goes to, they they regularly go a bit over the top, in my opinion, with uh, protection and safeguarding of children with regards to like access to apps and. Games and things like that. For example, this Roblox game that I've talked about quite a lot because apparently it's a big part of my life now, thanks to the kids. We might but get a Roblox sponsorship if you talk I so. about it. If, yeah, I need a star code. I think <laughs> they called for uh, people who buy Roblox. If they enter my star code, I <laughs> or something. I don't know. They they send out, like, warnings saying, hey, your kids probably play Robo- Roblox. Don't forget, paedophiles can also play Roblox. <laughs> here's, here's how a paedophile can access Roblox and virtually molest your child. And it's, like, complete scaremongering. To the point where I've even written a, a strongly worded email or two to the school and basically said, are you taking a piss? No, this type of stuff doesn't happen. You're, you, these paedophiles... Probably do exist, but not to the degree you're making out, and they certainly can't do the things you're saying they can do to your kids. At least if you pay
0: attention to what your kids do, and I think that's the big part of it, because obviously some parents don't. Yeah, you definitely, you're definitely right. I think there's a, I don't know if it's a living in this kind of pushback society where we have to go so far one way and then we have to go so far back the other way, and like I said, you're just trying to, yeah, there's some really, really bad people out there, but not everybody's like that. There are some really nice people out there, and lots of nice, genuine people out there. But I'm, I'm just always intrigued to think like what Benny's opinion of these things are, because obviously he's not. And I know, what you like <laughs> Benny, you keep saying, you know, I'm just, I'm really not trying to think too far ahead. But <laughs> I don't know. I'd love to get your side on this. We well,
1: got to think as well. Like, don't forget that Blossom and I met on a dating app, and there was mm-hmm. a, you know, there could have been a very real chance that she might not have been who she said she was. I jokingly said it like when we first started talking seriously. I was like, You're not a dude, are you? You're not like a forty year old dude who just wants to I don't know, do something unspeakable to me. And I know I'm attractive <laughs> and all that. And I, I kept making that joke for a good not a good couple of weeks after we met in person, just to be sure. I was like, you know, you're not trying to do anything serious. I guess you just gotta have you gotta be confident. well, I d I don't know. Like her she it must have took such balls on her part to come out and meet me like after a week of talking. She, I, and she not only she didn't tell her dad about meeting me. She told her two or three most close, close personal friends who were like, if um anything happens, I'm gonna leave parked like in the car park just down the road so I can come and save you. Yeah. If uh, here's my phone number on speed dial. It is a scary world in some degrees, but at the same time, if you like, if you your kids or put yourself in a bubble no one's gonna you're not gonna get any life experience at all you're just gonna be a indoor
0: shut playing roblox all day hey <laughs> feels like a personal it's attack day, not all day we do i think and the reason why i was going to bring it was always because we're trying to we we think of it from a guy's point of view mm. and like you said benny that's it's way scary for Blossom to do what she did for she to do what happened. Because any guy, like 95% of guys will always think, well, if someone fucking tries on me, I'll kick his fucking ass. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, chances are you're going to get filled in by six dudes and you've got no hope because it's not a fucking kung fu movie from the 70s where everyone stands around waiting to get punched. But it's so much scarier for, for girls mm-hmm. and for women. And I met a few girls online Way back in the, before internet dating sites were even a thing, just through talking to girls on forums and stuff like that, and we'd agree to meet up. And I would always say to them, just to make you feel comfortable, tell two or three of your friends that they're more than welcome to come and sit in the place where, like, we just meet for a coffee or something. Tell two of your two or three of your friends if one of them wants to come and sit across from us or, like, two tables away, you know, just yeah. so they know I am yeah. who I am, and all that. And then they would say, oh, cool, now I know I can trust you, kind of thing. And they would still do it, and I was totally fine with it. It didn't bother me. And I think you have to... There's a great joke of, oh, if you say to a guy, what would you do for a day if you were a woman? And the guy says, well, I'd stay in all day and play with my tits. And you say to a girl, if you were a guy for a day, what would you do? And they'd say, well, I could go jogging at night with headphones in and not be scared. Mm. And that's the thing. We can't... We cannot understand how tricky these situations are for girls. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the same with what Adam was saying before. You know, like people kind of talking online and all that kind of thing it's just going to start kind of generalizing sweeping statement but kind of woo girls and make them feel good about themselves and all that kind of thing whereas we don't kind of experience that because it's normally us that's doing the chasing kind of thing does that make sense yeah mm-hmm. let's move on because i don't want to worry we're getting just a just a little bit too serious all right i got lo- i got loads i got loads of questions this week because. Like I mentioned last week, my daughter, for some reason, doesn't want to do the basic things in life. And on Saturday, she was talking to her friends online, and it was about 11 o'clock. And we heard her brushing her teeth. Great. And my wife said, and "My wife said, George, are you brushing your teeth now? And all you can hear is, whoa, 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 whoa. okay, yeah, great. She's brushing her teeth. <laughs> and I said, I said Sarah, why, why, why do you care? She says, because those other parents are going to think, oh, my God. Georgia's only brushing her teeth now at 11 o'clock. What kind of parents are they? So, Adam, it's a question to you. Do you care what other parents think about your parenting?
2: Yeah, definitely. But on- only in the same way you think about your exercise routine compared to other people. You do it the way you do it because you want to look better than other people, as you've told me. <laughs> Completely true. I, I stand I, by that statement. Yeah, exactly. I want to do good parenting because I want other people to go, oh, isn't he a good parent? He's better than me as a parent. Because (laughs) that's where I get my validation. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Yes.
1: My validation comes from making people feel bad about themselves.
2: I I don't care if they think I'm a bad parent, because I'm not. I'm a fucking good parent. And I'm a cool dad. I know that because my daughter said so, (laughs) and she's five. And she's the only person who can judge me with that. But I love doing the stuff that kind of demonstrates that, actually, I've got pretty cool fucking kids. And that's partly at least 50% down to me. And I wasn't a cool <laughs> kid.
0: And these kids are. So I'm doing well as a parent. Go on, Benny. i got to ask. Are you going to care, do you think? Or do you think Blossom will either, actually? I think she will definitely more than me. I feel like... The point of being a parent
1: is to mould your children in a way so they're a better version, a better version of you. So, you know, sometimes I don't clean my teeth as soon as I wake up. Sometimes I wait until after I have a shower, like some sort of animal. But still, filthy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's the end goal, and I'm sure Blossom would be the same. She wants to make the daughter like her, but a better her. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Not meeting boys I in think... the coffee shop at, however old she was when we met.
0: <laughs> 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 Random boys. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah I'm, it, I'm definitely I'm it, the same. I'm not. It Go is
1: on,
2: it is a competition, especially with young kids. I found depending upon the the type of parents, some people can be so obsessed with it to to the point that it's a a negative thing. But I think it's always a good thing to compare you yourself to other parents. Not necessarily to worry what other parents are thinking of you, mm. but to think, right, should I be letting my kids wait this long to brush their teeth, as an example? Because my kids are just as guilty of that, so it's not a judgment of you. But also, I want to say fine. to my kids, just brush your fucking teeth as soon as you get up. That's what <laughs> you do. Don't leave it that long. That's bad for your health. Just <laughs> brush your teeth. And so a bit of me always does think, like, what what would someone else do? And it's good to know that other people are the same as me and just go, yeah, just brush your teeth whenever. As long as you brush them, that's fine. <laughs> you do want to push your kids. And I think that can be a positive thing. Like say, you know, it can push you to do things that you might not normally do. And, and that could be a good thing of things like social media when you see like, ah, oh, some people have been out to somewhere really cool with their kids. I'd better do that and take photos of it so I can also show I do that kind of thing with my kids. That's not detriment to the kids. That's a, that's a positive thing for the kids. And if you're only doing it because you want to get social media points, that's fine because <laughs> your kids are benefiting from that at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, that's true. The kids are not going to know that's why you're doing it, are they? Mm. So exactly. <laughs> it
1: doesn't matter. And it's made me worry now because I am super competitive and I hate losing at anything. So now I feel like I am going to be like super strict, regimented parent so I can lord it all over all the other pe- friends that are parents as well. His birthday parties are the worst for it. Oh, yes. All of the fucking
2: like mums and dads talking about what your kids doing, <laughs> what they're up to, what extracurricular activities they're doing, what friggin' toys they're playing with. You mentioned that like, oh yeah, my, my daughter watches YouTube and she gets entertainment from that, you go, Oh I can't believe it. Your <laughs> kid watch YouTube, not like some organic <laughs> puppet theatre with shadows from fucking the Himalayas That you have to get a special person in to do it A guru And it costs you £5,000 Did you not do that for your kid's birthday? You brought them here to a leisure centre With a bouncy castle Ugh, Ugh. What, I love how the puppets sandwich? are organic What's in this That's sandwich? Ham? Ugh.
1: <laughs>
0: Disgusting
2: It's not even caviar You haven't got caviar It's organic caviar Vegetarian caviar you not got that
0: that <laughs> is so true. Birthday parties are the worst.
2: Especially oh, when we you just sit around and go, yeah, I like my kids. And what we'd like doing as a family is
0: sitting on our asses and watching the telly sometimes. <laughs> it's good. Can't say that. Yeah, like we said, for birthday parties, all kids want to do is run around with their mates and jump off things mm-hmm. and bounce on things. It's just like a bounty castle in a big room is great. And some a bounty castle, some footballs and some games. That's, yeah. that's all they really want to do. And it's, you know, you've only got to fill two hours, and then there's fucking, like, puppeteers and magicians and a sketch artist, and you're like, what are we doing? This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah like And the fact is, none of them are going to remember it anyway. Yeah, I
2: mean, Daisy had, like, this super elaborate, like, princess party, her mum organised these, like, princesses to come up, dressed as, like, Cinderella and mm-hmm. Honour out of Frozen. And, like, all the kids had, like, different craft activities where they could make crowns and wands and swords and things. And we've had, like, a special catered Disney playlist and all, like, crown-shaped food and things like that. And I know my daughter's had much more fun being at a... A sports hall that we can rent out from the local leisure centre. It's got climbing frames. It's got big ropes you can swing on. And they blow up a bounce castle in the corner. And they've got (laughs) loads of crash mats everywhere. So it's fine if your kids fall on the face. That's all they want. They want to run around like a twat for an hour and a half. And (laughs) then sit down absolutely drenched in sweat and red-faced. Drinking watered-down orange juice. And,
0: like, (laughs) chewing on stale sandwiches. That's all they want. You do... Parents have a way of like they definitely project what they think they their kids mm-hmm. want rather than what their kids actually want, yeah. and you don't realise that until you're older. And like I say, like some parents must have spent seven eight hundred quid on parties, and the kids never going to remember it yeah. ever. You yeah. think yeah. why why have you done that? It's just it's just madness. I don't I don't get it. Well, it's birthdays recently,
2: wasn't it? For I mean, I say recently, like over the past few months, for my kids and for Georgia as well so yeah that's right what type of
0: things did georgia get for her birthday any toys is she too old for toys yeah she's too old for toys now she's into she likes reading so she got some books she loves making crafts things so she got loads of paper we got her a guillotine like a kid-friendly guillotine like we got her a barbies or what (laughs) (laughs) yeah Off with her head today. Yeah. It's the today, Barbie Daddy, French, we're Revolution the French Revolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Snap. Can I get a French Revolution Barbie, Daddy? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah. <laughs> Does it come um... with cake? No. Okay. Cake or death. Oh, she also got a laminator as well because oh. she loves making her own bookmarks and nice. things like that. I don't know where she gets it from. She can't be my daughter. I never did anything <laughs> like that when I was a kid. So fucking stupid. Yeah, what were her get? favorite toys she when she was younger then? What were her favorite toys when she was younger? Mm. Man, that is a really good question. She had it. My dad got her a. My dad's a builder. My dad got her a, like a plastic, like, a, you know, like a, like a plastic saw and hammer and like a building set, but it was a really nice one. So right. you could actually, the wood was like velcroed together. There was lots of long... So you, so when you were sawing it, it was like you were actually sawing chunks of wood off, but you were just kind of pushing through the Velcro and stuff like that. I remember she played with that for ages. She had a kitchen, actually. And I've said this before, we've never tried to push any kind of, oh, you're a girl, so you must love one. You must want a cleaning yeah. set. You know, we've just... Whatever she wants. You know, like, do you want this? Yeah, Gender right, we'll cool, get it for you then. Yeah, and like I say, she had a building set. So there's some days where she would spend all day building pretend things. You know, like, oh, I've built some shelves or I've built this table or whatever and another day she'd want to play with her kitchen set she played with a like her kitchen set for probably about a year straight and she absolutely loved playing with it and she loved making us food and because i cook quite a lot so i'll always have her in the kitchen and i'm trying to teach her now how to chop food carefully and like you know how the oven works and all that kind of thing and all you know stuff like that so if i had to pick one thing i'd definitely say it was it was the kitchen set but she's now embraced fully the You know, now she plays Among Us on her iPad and all that kind of thing. Which just, you know, watching a bunch of nine-year-olds play Among Us is like hell on earth. It's just (laughs) horrific. (laughs) But what can you do? What about yours?
2: My eldest, her favourite thing ever has been Playmobil. She absolutely goes mental over it. Even now, she's 12 and shouldn't be really into toys. But I'll order the Playmobil Playmobil catalogue and they'll post it to you. And it's got like loads of stuff in it. And she'll just sit through it. Like, a kid looking through Argos' catalogue a couple of weeks before Christmas. Just like, oh, that would be amazing. I'd love that. Circling things. And it's like, your next birthday, you're going to be 13. You really want, like, a a Playmobil guinea pig sanctuary. (laughs) Yeah, of course I do. And, like, you go into a room and, like, she's got a huge desk just filled with all Playmobil figures (laughs) just lined up neatly. And unfortunately, my youngest daughter also really loves Playmobil, and she's not allowed to play with any of it. So she'll like go into her big sister's room and just go, oh my god, all of this Playmobil, it's off-limits and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> so we basically have twice the amount of Playmobil. So, so my youngest daughter has a set, and my eldest daughter has a set. My lad, I try to get him into Playmobil, and he's just like, yeah, I'm not fussed. His main thing was Nerf guns. Crazy amount of Nerf guns. He must have spent hundreds of pounds on it. And he went absolutely mental because I found so- some woman who just obviously hated her kid or a kid had finished with them like 10 years ago and she dug them out the bottom of a shed. But she sold me like 300 pounds worth of Nerf guns for a tenner on the Facebook marketplace. Jesus. And I'm like, oh, it was amazing. And... It was such a good surprise. It was like two holdalls full of (laughs) nerves. I felt like such a badass walking down the street to my car. Like I'd just been to a fucking (laughs) arms dealers, And it's just like sniper rifles and like miniguns and all this kind of stuff. And me and my lad had a whale of a time just like testing them all out and cleaning them all off. And just like shooting (laughs) each other in the face with them. But the main thing that all three of them love is the trampoline in the garden of all of the things that they've ever had the most enjoyment they get is when they're all out on the trampoline and all together as well it's not even that big a trampoline they're all on it just like
0: actually slowly injuring themselves you're right actually because george has got a trampoline and we were absolutely wounded on christmas day because (laughs) we took (laughs) we took her outside because i built the trampoline on Christmas Eve, obviously doing the dad thing, fucking swearing, cutting myself, pinching yeah. my fingers, fucking fucking trampoline bullshit, kicking it, all that kind of stuff. And obviously in the morning being like, oh my God, look at it, George, it's beautiful. But we took her outside, because whenever she went to anyone's house and they had a trampoline, she would just say immediately, oh, can I go on the trampoline? Like, uh, yeah, of course you can. She, yeah. Oh, is it okay for George? Yeah, yeah, of course, go, yeah, go. So she And then she'd be on it for an hour, just <laughs> non come in, fucking sweat, pissing off her, all kinds of stuff. So we got on the trampoline, and me and Sarah... And never that kind of, oh, my God, we have fucking nailed it this year. She's, but that whole time, as soon as Sarah said, oh, my God, a trampoline, I was like, yes, fucking perfect. So the whole time we're waiting, we're thinking, you know, it's like stars in the rise or something. She's going to burst through the smoke and be like, oh, my God, she's a changed person. She's seen this trampoline. And she just looked at it and went, cool, and that was it. <laughs> and I literally, literally at that point, if she'd stabbed me in the heart with a butter knife, <laughs> I think it would have hurt less than if she'd like than her reaction to this <laughs> fucking trampoline. And she didn't and obviously her birthday's in uh, November and obviously Christmas, obviously it's winter. So she didn't go on it until about March, but she absolutely loves going on it. And then she will make up games on the trampoline. So all you know, we've got loads of footballs in and around the house. Yeah. So she'll say, Okay, I'm gonna make up a game. I'm gonna bounce on the trampoline, then I've got to throw the ball, you've got to catch it, I've got to spin round, you gotta throw it, I gotta catch it, and we'll do that. <laughs> she'll just do that for like an hour. So yeah, you're right. They, Benny write this down trampoline as soon as you can get Straight a trampoline away. get a trampoline Yeah. yeah. Tram- get trampoline Wilson
2: might be able to give birth on it so you've already saved yourself yeah. some money <laughs> it'll be a literal bouncing baby girl <laughs> what about when you were a terrible. kid then what were your favourite toys
1: being a little geek that like I am or was I still am um I liked um, action figures, so I had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figures, as well with including uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, which I was very proud of, Ooh, and nice. uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as well. I had action figures of them. The other thing I liked as well was like construction things. So I had uh, a fuck ton of Lego and like Lego building sets. And I don't know if you two know it, but I also had a lot of Meccano, which was like yes. um, yeah, metal no metal Lego essentially with like nuts yeah. and bolts yeah, and yeah, screws. And I used to spend Six. hours playing
2: with that stuff. The only thing I could ever make with Makano was one of those like pincer grabber things. Mm-hmm. Where, like you push it together, and the thing just extends and grabs something,
1: <laughs> and then just lets go because <laughs> it just like an like, old person's grabber. And then you never had to stand up again. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, yeah, the uh, PS One came out, and suddenly like oh, yeah. toys didn't really uh, matter to me anymore. Sitting in front yep. of a TV, <laughs> clicking a controller was the most important thing in my life. Yeah. So for me,
2: action figures all the way, particularly the old Action Force action figures or G.I. Joe as they were known in America. Mm. Just the little plastic guys with like a gun the size of them. And ah, oh, I used to have so many like battles and adventures with them, making like forts for them out of shoeboxes and shit like that. Yeah, pretty much I got a mega drive and then a <laughs> PS one and it's yeah, no toys. I just want to have bad posture for now, and like early on, <laughs> piles from sitting on the floor <laughs> and just playing video games all the time. Now, no more toys,
0: please. <laughs> mine, ex- I can't believe that mine is exactly the same. Mine was mine was He Man, though He Man action <laughs> oh, figures. Oh yeah, I, I, had, I the toys that made us on Netflix. The story about He Man is absolutely fantastic. I was absolutely suckered in. I'd, uh, <sighs> I made hundreds, maybe hundreds of action figures. I had Castle Grey and I had Skeletor's Tower. And I had the, um, there was one that came with like a slime set where you would pour the slime in the top and it was like somebody had been trapped in a cage and you could basically kind of cover them in this slime or yeah. something like that. Do you remember Mask yes. as well?
2: Oh, Mask was amazing.
0: Yeah. I was always so I had loads of Mask of my friends when they had those. Yeah, I had loads of Mask figures as well. Growing up when I was a kid. And then the same thing, except I like how Benny's just the PS1. Adam's a bit older, so his was a, was a Mega Drive. I'm a bit older again, so like I said, mine was a Commodore 64. Yeah. Yes, boy! <laughs> I was about, I think I was about nine years old, and we got the Commodore 64, and I just couldn't, my brain could not comprehend what I was seeing, <laughs> that I could control these images on yeah. the screen, that I could make them jump or duck or... Shoot a gun. Obviously, very basic controls, but same for me. As soon as computers came along, I was that was it. I was completely yeah. hooked, and yeah, not looked back since. Yeah,
2: I've, I've a distinct memory of uh, my belief in Santa Claus being completely ruined thanks to video games. And it was basically me laying in bed one night, a couple of like couple of days before Christmas, uh, and trying to get to sleep, and all I could hear was like bleeping and blooping noises. I'd never heard anything of the like. And I've got distinct memory of me shouting down to my mum going, Mum, what are all those noises coming from downstairs? And her going, Nothing! And them all going quiet. And it was my mum playing on the Atari 2600 before I got it for Christmas <laughs> that Christmas. <laughs> and going, Fantastic. Hang on. These are very similar noises to what I heard. No, Santa didn't bring it then. And that was it, just world ruined. <laughs> The big thing as well for me was Transformers. Transformers were...
0: Mm. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, same Transformers, yeah. The
2: best. And, like, Transformers movie, the original animated one, my favourite movie of all time, or one (laughs) of. But there was a guy who lived across the road from my gran and my cousin's house, which is where I spent a lot of time as a kid. And his dad, I don't know what he did, because, obviously, they all lived in the same neighbourhood, but he was he had loads of money and got his son all of the Transformers. We would go over to his house to play and go, do you want to play Transformers? We'd go, yeah. And he would go into his bedroom and pull down a tea chest-sized cardboard box just full of them. Just tip them all out. And there's like dozens and dozens of Transformers in there. Oh my god, there's so much. There's so many. I'm like, just spending hours trying to like, un- figure out how to transform them. Because if you've never come across one before, you don't know how to do it. And him having to show us how to do each and every one. I'm oh, so jealous of that kid. <laughs> so jealous. Yeah, but where is he now? He's probably there with loads of Transformers still, <laughs> all, in a, all in a special display case. And him going, "Look at all of these expensive G1 Transformers I've got. If I sold these on eBay, I'd be able to buy a second house." But no, <laughs> he I'm probably works. Just gonna look I like the day that he works. He works for Mattel, yeah, like in the Transformers, de- in yeah. The Transformers department. <laughs> yeah, he's actually he loves Transformers that much. He's biologically trying to transition into a Transformer, but it's not going well. <laughs> so far, he has an exhaust pipe where
0: his anus should be, but otherwise, no. <laughs> oh, what a fantastic way to lead into baby names or parenting <laughs> advice, Adam. If you uh, if, if you could take us there, please. <laughs> okay.
2: Do you like the weird name thing Or would you like parenting
1: advice That's not really good advice Section of the show (laughs) Again these themes just get better and better Thank you Can we have names again first please Oh names okay Picture if you will The (laughs)
2: early 1970s Gather gather around, children (laughs) (laughs) The early 1970s In America United States of America Not the other bits of America the post Woodstock era, so lots of free love and hippies and flowers and campaign for nuclear disarmament and things like that. <laughs> An unfortunate young girl who grows up to be a high school teacher in Wisconsin, <laughs> of all the jobs, with the surname Sawyer, is named Marijuana Pepsi Sawyer. <laughs> apparently fit right into the, the period. And the, uh, the parents were quite accepting of this name and thought, yeah, this is a perfect name for a child in this area. And it won't cause any problems when she grows up. But in fact, it did. The teacher would take attendance in class and joke about her name every day. People would refuse paperwork when she tried to fill it out. And sent it back people who were so bad and disliked in school the you know the kids who were had like torn up clothes and hair that wasn't brushed and were failing in school would be the ones who were bullying her <laughs> along with everyone else. Poor Marijuana Pepsi Sawyer Never changed her name for some reason She uh, she carried it on And decided to become a teacher Because apparently <laughs> having kids At school making fun of you Was so good That she wanted to get paid while she did it <laughs> I want so, some more of that So yeah She is, she is now a teacher or, or was a couple of years ago When this story uh, was released In the press
1: So I've got yeah. two things to say I, about that um, number one, oh, well. that is based in Wisconsin, home of the Green Bay Packers, who lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in yep, the UFC yep, championship no, game no, yesterday. No, oh, no. Say <laughs> you're going to be un- you're going to be unbearable for next few <laughs> weeks. weeks.
0: Unbearable. Second,
1: secondly, she probably just called herself Mary Jane. That's what they called marijuana back in the day. So she's Mary Jane Sawyer. Maybe that's what sh- doesn't. And I don't think Pepsi's too Pepsi, bad a name. I don't think that's too bad a name. Unless
2: unless you took the name like Max. Mary Jane Petson Mac <laughs> Sawyer. Oh, <Just> yes. to <laughs> make herself even more desirable. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't feel as though this needs really saying, but it's quite clear how the name came about because the dad was sat there in the 70s. <laughs> oh, man, what should we call our baby, man? And he's got a Pepsi in one hand and a joint in the other. Yeah. And his mate goes, I don't know, dude, how about I ride Pepsi? And he goes, fucking yeah, dude. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, shouting to his wife who's trying to unplug
2: a toilet and it's a better name than Plunger Domestos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you say that, yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> Plunger, come down here. <laughs> pd sawyer (laughs) okay Uh, advice please advice
2: now we're 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 looking at obviously quite contemporary advice you know only going back to like the late 19th century that that's quite contemporary i've gone a bit further back in time today 1747 to be fact and fantastic uh, a dr william cadogan in a A treatise, I suppose would be the best word, titled An Essay Upon Nursing and the Management of Children from Their Birth to Three Years of Age. Because apparently that's how they taught in the, (laughs) the 18th century. That's true. Basically, as we all know, this is completely incorrect advice, but he suggested that parenting should be left solely to the dads. Because the business of child reading child rearing, not child reading (laughs) has been too long fatally left to the management of women. And he'd capitalised that. And uh, apparently they cannot be supposed to have a proper knowledge to fit them for such a task. So all of the, you know, growing the baby, carrying the baby physically pushing the baby out and feeding and nursing the baby, that's not suitable parenting. It's down to the men to do. And as I'm sure, Danny, you will agree, and Benny, you'll agree, a couple of months after your daughter's born, no, no, it shouldn't just be left to the dad. It shouldn't just be left to
0: one parent, because they're bloody hard work. <laughs> I think the word, I think the most damning thing about what he said was that he put the word fatally yes. in there, which is that women have somehow predetermined to kill all of the children they have, which is, <laughs> well,
2: technically, that's something. every child that something. that's been born does die eventually so <laughs> technically he's right life has a 100 percent mortality rate exactly. Yeah, exactly he's not wrong so I'm, he- I'm glad there we've got evidence that you wholly support these
0: treaties now <laughs> 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 what an uplifting note to end the podcast not, on uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i'm an, no i'm an i'm an equal opportunities offender and i'll, I'll offend everybody including mothers so, that, <laughs> so there you go I'm such a I'm such a forward-thinking man that I will absolutely agree that all mothers are murderers of their children eventually. Yeah, I think that's you know that's fair. I'm not going to discriminate against women in that way. Yeah, that's how that's how forward-thinking I am. <laughs> all right, I think we'll leave it there. <laughs> there we go. Thank you for listening, everybody. Take care. We'll talk to you next week. week. TTFN. Go Bucks. No, no, cut that. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs>